This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you got to hear how you can make your business bulletproof in any economy. This is something we have been behind the scenes spending a lot of time on. How can we find ways to constantly add so much value to you and then also still have a profitable business at the same time. So if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. In this episode, you are going to get to hear a conversation that I'm having with one of you. The woman you are going to meet today was one of our founding members for Time Blocking Mastery. Uh, She is in the Keller Williams system. And we're going to talk about the mindset shift that changed everything for her and that could change everything for you too. So for those of you who are struggling in thriving in terms of your business, if you're struggling with your personal health, if you're struggling with, we'll call it your mental clarity, this is an amazing case study of what can happen when you focus on the right one thing and knock that lead domino down first. So with that, let's get into my conversation with Sam Nealon. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. I remember being in Jay's office, him looking over, asking me who I was interviewing. And he said, you need to have a conversation with Sam Nealon. And I said, I know she looks good in green and that she loves St. Patrick's Day, but why? And he said, I'm not going to spoil it. You guys just you guys just get on the phone. She's a sweet treat. So let's, let's, treat. Let, let's talk. I'm, I'm going to hashtag that, by the way. Hashtag sweet treat. You are hashtag sweet treat. So bring people back because you and I have had a chance now to get to know each other better. I've heard your story, which wow. So Sam, let's go back to 2011. This is before you were introduced to the one thing. And this is when you were also 100 pounds heavier. Take me back to that version of Sam. Okay. So kind of in a nutshell, I'd spent most of my life being overweight. Well, all of my life being overweight. And I'm kind of an all or nothing personality. So I, what, I'm not a yo-yo dieter. I, I'm an all or nothing. Through one, one thing led to another that I ended up doing this system. I started this system back in April, 2013. I, I kind of decided, people ask me a lot, like, oh, what motivated you to lose the weight? And what was the catalyst? And, and the, the true catalyst was, I kind of looked in the mirror and thought, I'm tired of being a liar. And what I mean by that is I kept living in someday I'll lose this weight. And it was always like in the short-term future. And at that point um, in 2011, so I mean, I was probably in my late thirties. Not probably, I was. (laughs) And I- I won't tell anyone. (laughs) I don't care. I realized 
I'm lying. I'm lying to myself. I'm lying to everyone looking on that we have this conversation. So do it or don't, basically. And so that was, uh, I just wanted to stop lying to myself. I wanted, I wanted to be truthful that I'm either going to do it or not going to do it and, and just tell the truth either way. So I embarked on a system to lose weight, but it really came from a friend that we had done some stuff about weight in the past together and here and there kind of dabbled, but nothing really serious. And she actually had found the system and she called me and said, Hey, I think you'd be really good at this. I think this would be good for you. And I said, okay, here's the deal. I don't want to learn anything. I don't want to read a billion books. I don't want to do like all these huge things that everyone has to do. But here's what I will do if you want is I will do whatever you tell me to do and I'll obey and I will make that commitment. And she said, okay. (laughs) So she had done all the research. She had figured it all out and she kind of applied it to me. Um, I did actually read the book one time. She wanted me to read it three times. So the negotiations ended there. I did it once. But, But truly, I just checked in with her. I asked her the millions of questions. She did all the research. I did not make it my... Um, gospel. I, I just was like, um, can I just obey you? And that's really what happened. And it t- took about a year to do it. And I learned a lot of things through the process, a lot of things through the process. So what, when you say you learned a lot of things, what was the biggest lesson you learned at that point? At that point, it probably was, hey, if you get a system and you obey the system, you'll get the results you want. You may not get every result, but you will definitely get more than if you didn't follow a system. Mm-hmm. Um, I happened to get 100 pounds of a result, which was super awesome. And it's been a full-time job keeping it off. Let's not downplay that. <laughs> um, it's, it's difficult. And for those people who have been overweight or anything that they've tried to reverse in their life, it's, it's no joke. Uh, but that was my biggest takeaway is, huh, obey and, and it's not sexy. It takes a long time. It's monotonous. So basically, I was just focusing on the end result, which is I wanted to not be a liar anymore. It wasn't necessarily about being thin. It wasn't necessarily about fitting into a certain dress size. It was about having the personal integrity that I am not living in the future that doesn't exist. I need to live in the now. You've said so many things in the last five minutes or however long we've been talking. My mind is going everywhere. Part of it is the idea of not reinventing the wheel and that success leaves clues. I remember being inside of one of um, one of our trainings here around our hiring process. You know, Gary Keller is a master of systems. He knew that as a business owner, the one thing that you could do that would make everything else easier or unnecessary in your business is learning how to recruit, attract, and retain amazing talent. And he systemized it. It's a freaking book. It's amazing. I remember in the course, it says, you will follow the process now or you will follow the process later. But either way, you will follow the process. Meaning, you either follow the process now exactly like we say, obey, do it, or you will make the wrong hire and you will just end up following the process later. Truth is, folks, I think success is really simple. We just overcomplicate it. For sure. You want to lose weight? exercise, burn more calories than you consume. The end. (laughs) Right? Um, Dominoed into my life. The success leaves clues. And exactly what you just said, I started applying that. And the break was, I read the one thing right in in between losing weight and the next major event, if you want to say that, in my life. And And I'll tell you, 
losing weight and shifting the mindset the takeaway was, Hey, okay, the system systems work was preparing me to when I opened the one thing to be coachable and to believe that if I obeyed the one thing, and and let's be, let's be really clear and candid with all of the listeners. I am not positioning myself as an expert or even intermediate. I don't think I've mastered all of these things, but actually Gary said it. And it kind of set me free when I heard it last year was teach from where you are, teach from what you know. And where I am right now and what I know right now is really, truly find the right system and obey it. It will impact your life positively if you let it and if you implement. That's the, the key element is the implement. So going from, <laughs> going from losing weight to then reading a book in which I was open to the ideas and I was open to this way of thinking, it, it changed my game again. So. So I'm curious, most people I talk to, when they read The One Thing, they go, Jeff, oh my God, The One Thing. This is the best book ever. They just, they, they, they consume it. They can't get enough of it. They're so excited about it. Was that your experience? No, actually it's not, which I know it sounds like I might be talking out of both sides of my mouth a little bit, but all, all always full disclosure with me, right? I'm always clear and transparent. The first time I read it, maybe it was a bad day, maybe something. But the first time I read it, I actually stopped about two or three chapters in when we got to the myths. And I put it down because I was, quote, too busy. I was probably working out a lot in the gym and called it that. But when I went back and started again, I realized that I had actually been mad at the one thing. And I realized that it was calling me out, that I was actually doing all of those myths and calling good in my life. And the second time I read it, where I was really open and really ready and, and, and willing, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all of those things and none of them are serving me. And I went from being mad the first time to like, oh, this is like water to a weary traveler in a desert. I mean, this is fantastic. And I don't know if that answers your question fully, but it, I, I was not an early adopter, I'll say. <laughs> well, I, I, love, I love that you are not the usual in that sense, because there are a lot of people that are like that. But you know what? Whether it's the one thing or any content that you consume, there are times in your life where you face resistance to it. Truth is, sometimes the student is just not ready for the teacher to appear. Yet you come back to it on a different day with a different perspective because something's happened. The time has passed. You have different perspective and you might be ready again. And so I, I just, I appreciate the transparency and I appreciate that perspective. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Always. What's happened for me is that I've begun to be able to use this tool to help a lot of other people in whatever their one thing in the moment is. And so I taking that experience of not being totally open the first time you know, I have a tendency to go, if I'm doing it and it's working for me, it's going to work for you. But having that sensitivity that it is in the end, that's probably true. But the process is not mine. It's theirs. And so um, oh, I, I just want to be sensitive about that with people. Yeah. So, so you read the one thing, you actually finally get through it and you're going, oh, wait, I'm not mad at it. If this is actually good stuff, what did you do about it? From losing weight to reading the one thing to being open and coachable with what I was reading in the one thing, um, I knew, you know, I took page 114 and there's all those different seven categories of your life in which you apply the focus question of what's the one thing that I can do in this category thus by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary. And let's, I mean, I keep saying, let's be honest. I think I'm saying that more to the listener um, for the podcast is that 
that's really overwhelming, right? Seven different categories of life and to figure out what is the one thing that I want to do in each one. It's, it's the focus question is a hard question. It sounds really easy, but it's actually quite challenging in my opinion. So I don't know if it was instinct or what, but I just knew that the number one thing I needed to do in my life was get debt free. I didn't know, I couldn't see beyond that. And actually when people are in debt, it's really hard to even see kind of like the next week. <laughs> but I knew that being debt-free would would change my life. And at least it would give me breathing room. And I would feel again, like I had integrity. So I worked really... So your question is, what's the next thing that I did after losing weight and then reading the one thing? I said, okay, I have to be debt-free. So I actually got a business coach he worked with me uh, on my business. And the one thing that I did in my business that, that I changed was I took lead generation seriously. So t- t- hold, on, hold on, I want to pause real quick. Because <laughs> I'm sure about half the listeners just went, all right, you're in debt. The, you're going to get out of debt. So I hired a coach. Right. So I spent more money. Uh-huh. Is that how you looked at it? I did. I looked at it as an investment and I looked at it because I had just had this experience of losing weight of if you obey the coach, you obey the system, you will get the results that you want. So, or you'll get real, real close, right? So Mm. your, your observation is a good one. And I, I did, I made an investment. I saw the return on that almost immediately. Uh, we started coaching and within, I believe nine months, uh, nine months to a year, I had tripled my business. What I what I want to throw in there though is that I also had expense management, and that's the other side. You can earn as much money as you want, but if you're not dealing with your out outlay and your and your budget lines, or you don't even have a budget, which is where I was actually, um, that's a really important part of it. So here's the deal: I tripled my business. I made a bunch of money. I also didn't spend that money. So in a sense, I almost made more, right? And I paid everything off. So yes, it sounds crazy that I paid for a coach, but that that meager, now looking back, that meager investment, I mean, the return on it was astronomical. And it wasn't just financial, Jeff. The return on that was the becoming debt-free changed. It unlocked another level to my life, I guess I would say. I had a really similar experience and and hearing you talk about it now, it's just connecting so many dots for me. And it was for me when my income had been slashed by 40%, I'm getting clear on the fact that my one thing was to upgrade the five people that I spent the most time with. If I wanted to become a business owner, I had two options. I could guess how to do it or I could surround myself with business owners and let them mentor me. Kind of like you, you're saying, yeah, I want to get out of debt free. I might as well have a coach who can at least guide me there and hold me accountable. Very similar. An opportunity was presented for me to attend a high-end mastermind event. And it was application only. I applied thinking, yeah, there's no way they're going to call little old me. I got called. They interviewed me. They said, you're a great fit. And they told me the investment that was required. It was several thousands of dollars. And this is the point where bank accounts almost at zero. And I said, And I said, no. I went home that night. I was sitting outside with Amy, just completely in shambles, falling apart, just saying, I know that this is the right thing for me, but I I just, I can't do it. I remember her grabbing my hand and saying, I know you can find a way. And it was at that moment that another mentor 
something he had said just came rushing back to me. And it was that in those moments, it's not the money that's the challenge. It's your commitment that's the challenge. Exactly. You're just not committed to finding a way to get the money to make it happen. The next day I called back, I committed saying, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll find a way. And what was interesting, and this is the halo effect side of it, when I was going through my territory, I didn't call it a day at three o'clock. I made that extra call. And when that call was done, I made that extra call. I, I lead generated so much that I made that investment up in spades. It sounded like yours was the same, same situation. Completely, Jeff. It was pennies on the dollar when we look back on it. I mean, really, when I say I tripled my business, what I should be more specific in saying is that I tripled my gross commission income. And I'm in real estate, so which I think you said that earlier to your listeners. But I didn't increase my expenses even remotely in line with what I had earned. So in order to lead generate, I think I think I spent, you know, like I think in total for the whole year with coaching and everything, I think it was like $19,000, which before would have been almost everything, you know, I had at the end of the year and it was not that way. I mean, it was I look back, I think we went from um back then it was 100,000 GCI up to f- almost 400,000 GCI. Or no, that, that, that year it was 321 GCI. So I had only changed by $19,000 or so. That was the investment. So if I went from 100000 to 321000 I mean, just to be very candid, because I think you know it's important for people to know we're not talking this esoteric, ethereal concept. These are real numbers in, that changed my life in a very tangible way. And the investment, when the year was done, that wasn't an upfront investment. I think the upfront investment was like, you know, less than a thousand dollars for the first month of activity, right? And I just go, that was the the I, I don't like the word cheap, but I think it's the right word here. It was the cheapest money I had ever spent for what I got out of it. And by the way, like you said, it's not just about the money that I made or the debt that I got out of, it's how it unlocked the next level of my life. And and what I mean by that, there's so many things involved, but kind of where I am right now, several years later, is having the opportunity to turn around and help others do the exact same thing. Because the debt issue is very, very real in our country. And that debt issue is is stifling and hampering so much potential and talent and effect and impact from each individual person. And so it's amazing that that happening in my life and being able to 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 make this little investment and to make this mindset shift and to change habits. Again, it's totally still in process, right? I'm definitely a work in progress. But to be able to do that has now pushed me forward to where I'm seeing how I can affect other people's lives. And we host financial literacy classes, both for adults. And now we have it in eight schools in my local area, teaching the next generation all the principles that we didn't learn. And no judgment that we didn't learn them. I I don't even really care why it happened. It's just like, now what, what can I do? Uh, what's my part in this thing that changed my life? And so, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to get on a little soapbox here. Why the one thing is so um, dear to my heart is it's not a book on the the bookshelf of many, many, many other book titles on in my you know office and in my room and all that. It's that that book in particular. I know that I can give that to anyone who tells me any goal or dream they have, or not even a goal or dream, but just an idea or whatever. And if they have an ounce of willingness to grow, and that's most people, and to learn, 
I know that book is a path that will get them there. And that's really the weight of the one thing for me because it's very personal. It changed my life and nothing about it is inaccessible to anybody. Anyone can access it. And so <laughs> I, I, maybe I took a soft track from your original question, but being able to go, hey man, it's not about the money. It's about affecting people and affecting change. But you kind of don't know that that's out there until it happens for, to you and you do it in your own life first. So the domino, losing weight was a, is, was a, a precursor, right? It was a, a precursor coach to getting out of debt and not getting out of debt just knocked a ton more dominoes down. And I see life differently now. The opportunities that I've had, just like you, the people that I've gotten to meet, the I like to be the dumbest person at the table, right? I like to grow. I like to learn. And I like to look around and go, who can I impact with this information? And whose lives can I offer? You don't have to take it. You don't have to implement it. But those who do take it and those who do implement it, It's pretty amazing to watch in their world whatever is their domino that knocks down and unlocks their gig. Let's well let's 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 go deeper real quick because you know we 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 said that this this episode is really about that mindset shift that changed everything for you and that could shift everything for the person that's listening. You have had incredible transformation in arguably two of the most painful areas that people struggle. Number one, finances. Unfortunately, I know what it feels like to see a bank account at zero and to know that the bills are still coming and not knowing where the money's going to come from. That sucks. Especially when in my situation, I had kids or a, a child and a wife to feed. I never want to be there again. That was the most painful experience of my entire life. I also know what it feels like to look in the mirror and to truly be ashamed of the person that you're staring at. Yes. With that, when you're in those spots, just believing that you can make it happen, that you can drop 100 pounds or you can get out of debt and suddenly be uh, financially vibrant. It's a, nice, it's a nice dream, but it seems like it's going to be just that, a dream. Go into what you were thinking as you went, went through those transformations. I ha- I'll tell you, and if I get off track, please help me. Two things that I want to say. I remember talking to um, a wealth building coach somewhere in there. And he said, hey, Sam, And he asked me what I wanted my goal for the next year to be. And I thought it was a lofty goal. But based on what I had just accomplished in the tripling of my business, he said, "Mm, Hey, Sam, you know why most people um, basically don't achieve what they want to achieve is that they, um, they don't push themselves. Basically, they don't do a big goal. And he said, you know, do you know why you tripled your business last year? And I said, no. He goes, because you put your head down and you did the activities. And you weren't really concerned with all of the peripheral, which was true. I mean, I, I really was focused on lead generation in my business and, and maintaining this weight loss, right? And those words rang in my ear because he was really right that I hadn't been focused on the end number. And when I knew I had kind of surpassed the debt part, I was still going, like keeping my head down and going strong. And that when I start to get in the weeds in my life in a category, I, I think of that line, like just focus on the activities, right? Like don't just put your head down and do the work. Right. And the results for me have been, I guess what I'm trying to say is I wasn't thinking about it in the middle, like, Oh my gosh, it's a hundred pounds. How am I going to do that? I think it was, 
I'm going to eat what I'm supposed to eat today or for this meal. And I'm not going to eat what I'm not supposed to eat for this meal. I, I just kept my head down in the moment to moment with the, with reducing debt too, or eliminating debt, actually same thing. Like it's not about the number. It's about, I need to lead generate. I need to not spend money. I need to, like very specific in those ways. So I wasn't thinking day to day, number to number. I was thinking like, just do what you're supposed to do. In a sense, where we started this conversation, do what the coach says. And if the coach says, just do pushups, do I need to ask him why we're not doing pull-ups and, you know, tricep, whatever? Like, no, just do what the coach said. And at that time, my coach was saying, lead generate <laughs> or don't eat this or don't eat that. So, well, and let, let me piggyback on that because this has been one of the most powerful lessons I've learned from Gary Keller since I started working with him is the idea of thinking big. But acting small. Acting very small. Very small. Yeah. And most people, they think big in terms of their vision and then they start trying to act big by, well, I'm going to go do the push-ups and I'm going to do the squats and I'm going to do the sit-ups and I'm going to do the calf raises because we all know that's what the ladies look at people. All right. <laughs> Versus just saying, no, what's the one exercise that I could do? It's hard. It's very tempting to want to think big picture all the time and, and every... Don't get me wrong. I'm I battle this all the time to stay really focused on the the, the first and right and best thing. You know, I, I kind of backed into the learning how to do it in weight loss, and and it's funny. Here's what the second point that I was going to say. Um, I don't know if you know Dave Norberg down in San Diego, but he has an amazing story, amazing life story, and success in business and personal all this. And I had called him because we're really working with how can we help people with financial literacy and get out of debt and build wealth, like everybody, right? So someone had said, go talk to him. So we talked and and somehow it came up that I had lost weight and whatever, and he was losing weight. And he laughed. He's an old guy and he's very wise and he's been around. And he laughed and he said, I'll tell you what, Sam, you will find that the two numbers most people don't want to talk about are their weight and their money. And I started laughing and I said, Dave, that's why I'm perfect for this because I will talk about my weight and my money and I'll talk about your weight and your money if you want to, if you'll let me. <laughs> really, I had someone get referred to me the other day from a, a college friend and the friend had said, oh, you want to build your business? Talk to Sam and talk to her about her um, social media and how she's branded herself and you know, talk to her about the tips and tricks on that. And honestly, Jeff, about 15 minutes into that conversation, kind of doing a needs analysis, asking questions and kind of pushing it of like, is this really about social media or like, what's the goal here? And within that next 15 minutes, we were talking about the, that person's personal finances. And well, no wonder the business isn't going a certain way because let's talk about what's happening in your money. And literally, I'm like, how much comes in a month? How much goes out each month? Okay, so you're at a deficit of X. And I am not a numbers whisperer. I am not a guru with numbers. It's kind of like sixth grade math. But my point is, I will talk with anyone about, about these numbers, weight and, and money, because I think it's uh, the, the weight part maybe isn't as critical as what I'm about to say. I think that people's money and them having power over it and having clarity with it and having direction with it unlocks more than they will ever know. And I'm not talking about if you want to build this big billion dollar empire. I'm talking about the person also that's wondering how they're going to feed their kids this week. I'm talking about and that and everything in between. And what I know is that when you give people tools First of all, if you help them even acknowledge that there's a problem or that there might be opportunity to um, 
calibrate this area of life. What most people don't know at that stage is that the money domino will unlock the rest of the dominoes. And it's powerful. It's super powerful. So I kind of have I'm trying to be diplomatic, right? And I try to be appropriate or whatever, but I have no problems asking these questions because I kind of feel like, hey, if I drop dead today, what's the thing I want ringing in your ear that I left you with, right? That you you have purpose and you have contribution on this planet. What is holding you back from being the maximum version of that? Yourself. For sure. That being said, though, I will tell you 98%, and I just made that number up just so you know. But if people- <laughs> Sounded really good. Thank you. People that I talk to and when I ask them, you know, our mission statement is our purpose is unlocking your purpose. So that begs the question, you know, what is my purpose? And here's where I made that 98% up, but I feel really confident about that number is that whatever anyone tells me that they think their purpose is and what their possibilities are to affect change on this planet, I feel like 98% of that's going to require money from someone whether it's them or a donor or a foundation or whatever. And so for me, it's a root issue. I think there's spiritual and I think there's financial. And I know that I can address the financial in a very granular way, I guess. Um, And that's why I think that, yeah, we're the people that affect change. And also for us to affect our own change, we got to deal with the money topic personally. Well, Gary talked about this in one of the masterminds where he just said, you know, it's a vehicle. It's not it's not the end goal but the truth is you know when you have more money than you can actually spend and you you start using it as a vehicle to the point where you can truly affect change on that level you realize there's no amount of money that's ever enough because there are so many problems that need to be had and I think that's it's a really cool way to look at it so so I kind of want to talk about the conversation that you and I had the other day because this is before we launched the founding member group for the membership platform that we are creating and and Sam was a founding member for Time Blocking Mastery and you know I asked you the question Sam we want to make sure that everything that we do with this platform just adds so much value and I said what is your biggest problem right now what is that thing that if we embodied it in this in this membership platform would make it a huge win for you and you said Jeff Content is not my problem. I went to 19 events last year. Like, I need to keep my head down. I need to stop attending events. I need to stop consuming all this content. I need to implement. What has been holding you back from implementing? Well, I'm going to bring nothing new to this table right now because this is directly from Gary Keller. And if there's anything that he has said that could be more true, I don't know what it is because it's this make peace with the boredom of mastery. Say it again, Sam. Say it again. Uh, hashtag make peace with the boredom of mastery. I'm so writing that down. And I'll expound on that. Not that Gary hasn't done a fantastic job already, but from a, a not but and from an impl- uh, application in my own life, it's not fun and it's definitely not sexy to do the things that you have to do over and over that are super boring or super draining or super fill in the blank of what you don't like. Yeah, it's not sexy. But here's what is when your life changes afterwards or maybe even along the way. That's pretty awesome. And when I first heard Gary say that, that one, it, it, he, the first time I heard it was when he said top 10 mistakes that real estate agents make. And one of them was that they refuse to make peace with the boredom of mastery. And that really is about lead generation. And that's kind of in any business, most likely. Um, but I thought, oh, yeah, that's me. I, I get that. I am an all or nothing person. But at the same time, I, I move fast. I want 
I want change of scenery more frequently and, and to really sit down or at your standing desk, whatever it is, and do the task over and over and over and over and over and over until you get the results that you want is boring. And, and, and right now, some recent study was done, and I heard it like last year, that human beings now have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. So you can imagine as a human being, Jeff and all the listeners, you can appreciate that it's hard to stay focused on something because it's not fun. It can be boring. And this is one of the reasons I absolutely love, love, love Chris Heller. And um, there's a, a Diana Kokoska did a thing with him down in San Diego when he was an agent down there. Um, about his um, lead generation environment. And he was one of the first times I saw with my own eyes live time on YouTube of someone making peace with the boredom of mastery and doing the calls over and over, getting rejected, same script, same whatever, all coming from contribution. But man, you know, it was a 38 minute video. And I remember thinking, I can't believe anyone would watch this all the way through. I am because it was kind of spellbinding, but he's doing this for three solid hours every day. Okay. And that was, uh, that was an awakening for me. So all of that to answer your question. Yeah, I, I did go to 19 trainings last year, whether those were programs or one-offs or whatever. And like I said, in our call uh, the other day together, like, yeah, new data is not my issue. I don't need new systems. I don't need any of that. I need to embrace the simple and to not overlearn basically. And, and I remember telling you what, what I want in, in, in a program like that is space to be held accountable and space to actually implement and do. Because, you know, we try to shove a lot of learning in a one-day course or whatever, you know, three days in one day. But the truth is, what if we made that one-day course, you know, like a third of data and two-thirds of implementation? Would we all walk away with something really valuable? Yeah, I mean, for sure. So that's my... I don't know how many listeners can relate to me. I, I'd imagine most of them. And, and I want to acknowledge you for number one being transparent with me on the phone and now in front of however many um, thousands of people. But you know, this is this right here is the value of the founding member group because frankly, I'm sitting here in my ivory tower that's not so ivory and not so much of a tower, um, you know, trying to figure out what's the content that I can teach you guys. And that one conversation just with you made me go, oh shoot. We really need to be looking at designing this to make sure that it not just provides the value, but also facilitates the implementation. And that's why you guys have been hearing me over the last few episodes saying, please raise your hand to learn about becoming a founding member by texting founder to the number 33444. Because this is, this is what happens. We basically get a mastermind going of some amazing people where because Sam said that, the platform will very likely now include that. It will be customized to what she needs because she just told me. And that's the opportunity here. So please, if you have not done so, text the word founder to the number 33444. We are very, very, very close to opening up the founding member group. It's going to be a first come, first serve thing. So do it. Well, Sam, let's, let's distill it down to a single message. I mean, at the heart of everything here for you has just been this big shift in your mindset. If there was one thing that a person could do based off of listening to this episode, what would you ask them to explore? The one thing that I would ask people to explore based on where I am in life right now is to look in the mirror and tell the truth to themselves about their money. What do you mean by that? 
and I don't have the billionaires in my mind. I have the 90% of Americans that if they had an emergency over $1,000, they couldn't make it. I have that crowd in my mind right now. So the one thing, please look at your money. I would say literally go and look at the last two months of how you've spent your money and start paying attention to where it's going and why. And that process alone can begin a mindset shift for a person. And I speak from experience and I don't want to make everyone else's experience mine, but I think it's common is that I... I was living for many, many years kind of in denial of what was happening in my finances and just kind of hoping it would work out. And when when I sat down and actually looked at everything and owned that I spend a lot of money in X or I spend no money in over here or whatever it is, it starts to show you what your values are, right? When you look at your calendar and you look at your bank statement, it shows you what matters to you. And no judgment right now about whether that's a good or a bad thing of what matters, but at least let's have a baseline of acknowledgement. So that's what I mean when I say, I would like people to look in the mirror and tell the truths to themselves about their money, which will require you look at your bank statements and, and be honest to with yourself of where where is my money going and what does it represent about what matters to me? Or if I had more money, where would it go? Whatever. I'm just saying, just crack the book open, right? And and the transformation that can happen by just kind of looking in that mirror, which is what happened for me, that's what I would distill it down to, the one thing. And because we're talking generational too. We're talking like if you have children or you have grandchildren, these kids need to know how to handle money because it will affect their lives every single day. And so it's got to start somewhere and it has to start with not to coin Michael Jackson, but it's got to start with the man in the mirror. I thought them with the man in the mirror, Sam Dillon. That was for you. (laughs) That just happened. Keep that in there, Cody. (laughs) Uh, That's my producer, by the way. No, I I love it, Sam. So thank you so much. Your passion is so clear. It's been such a pleasure interacting with you when you were first a founding member, getting to to go deeper over the last week or so. And um, I look forward to more conversations. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Sam Nealon. Oh boy, there there is so much. I'm, I just feel like I'm about to burst with, with excitement and, and things I want to share with you. But I think our brand is about simplicity and and narrowing your focus. As I go back through our conversation, I first and foremost hear, be honest with yourself. You heard Sam say before, why did she decide to lose the weight? Because she was tired of lying to herself. Lying to herself that she'll do it tomorrow. How many of you have been there where you know you should change the way that you eat, but you decide, you know what, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Tonight, it's barbecue and beer, baby. How many of you say, you know what, I'm going to sleep in. I'm not going to go to the gym today, but I'll do it tomorrow. And you tell that lie to yourself when you're realizing that you just, it's, it's, it's the commitment. You just aren't committed enough yet. And in those moments when, like for Sam, she found that commitment not to reinvent the wheel, Follow the system. Obey the system. 
You heard her constantly talking about how she sought out a coach in this area or that area. For me, it was seeking out mentors. There, Both of us recognized that there were people who had gone before us and had success. So why in the world would we try to recreate the wheel when there's already a proven path and to simply follow it? And the final thing is put your head down and do the activities. Think big in terms of your vision for that that goal, how you can affect such massive change in that area of your life and start by acting really small. Don't try to do everything. Don't try to master everything. Narrow your focus down to one thing. So hopefully you enjoyed this conversation with Sam Nealon. I know I sure did. For those of you who are interested in having the experience that Sam had as a founding member for Time Blocking Mastery and are interested in participating in our upcoming membership platform, text the word founder to the number 33444 because the doors are going to open any minute for that. So thank you so much and we will see you in the next episode.